Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning and thank you for listening this week and today. I pray God will bless your life and God will lead you and God will help you in the growth process. I've been sharing out of out of the Word of God, but also out of the book, uh, John Maxwell's 15, 15 Invaluable Lessons of Growth, because I'm telling you what, I think it's time for us to get busy and grow in the things of the Lord. You know, and because we know that the enemy is out there to destroy. In fact, even Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, Jesus says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way to is broad that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and a few are those who find it. Yes, enter by the narrow gate. It's easy to follow the world, the wide gate where everybody goes through, the world thoughts, even in religion. What happened to the Great Awakening? What happened in our lives when when the pastors and we would speak God's truth and we would talk about heaven and we would talk about hell, that nowadays we want to hear a, a watered-down gospel. We want to hear a watered-down, you know, hey, just be okay. You, you'll, you, you know, you'll slither into heaven. People of God, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and say, it is time for me to grow in the things of God and be aware of what is around me. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for another day to serve you. I thank you for every single listener today. Lord, you've put them on the dial today for some reason. And I pray, Lord, they'd be touched by the words that I say, not by my words, but, Lord, by the Holy Spirit speaking to their heart. Open our hearts, O Lord. Lead us. Give us a keen awareness to what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. God, I love you. I thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to this world to die on a cross and to rise again with my sins on his back and everyone else's, that we could have life eternal. And Lord, what a day that's going to be when we see you face to face. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know what? There's a movie years ago, and it's, it's a cute movie. It's uh, in 2004, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore starred in a comedy called 50 First Dates. It's a story of a man who falls in love with a young woman, only to discover that she cannot remember him the next day. Uh, some people wish they'd have somebody like that, I think. In fact, she can't remember anything that has happened to her since a car crash uh, the year before. She is destined to live every day as if it were the day before her accident. It was a cute movie. Even if the premise seems a bit silly, but what if something like that were true and you had actually happened? You had no recall. I recently I have a very close friend. In fact, my probably my best friend today. Uh, he's his mother has dementia, and he just told me recently that um, the last three days she's asked the same thing and got ready to see somebody, and he said it reminded me of. It reminded me of that, you know, kind of the 51st dates scenario. She couldn't remember anything each day, so he never told her a reminder. He just acted as if it's the first time he heard it. You know, um, some, what if we didn't have a recall? What if we didn't recall some of those things and, and we just, every day was a new day? And I don't, it'd, be, it'd be kind of strange, wouldn't it? But we need to be aware of what's around us. James Russell Lowell said, No one can produce great things who is not thoroughly sincere in dealing with himself. 
First, we have to deal with ourselves. Where am I at? What am I doing? And why am I doing it? What is it in my life that draws me to the things of God? What is it in my life that draws me away from the things of God? Awareness. When you look at the churches that Jesus spoke to in Revelation, you see one of the greatest things that John the Revelator shared from Jesus is to be aware, to be alert, to know what's going on around you. Folks, do you have a sense of direction in your life? Do you know where you're going? You know, to grow, you must know yourself, your strength and your weaknesses, your interests and your opportunities. You must be able to gauge not only where you've been, but also where you are now. You know, you if you want to reach your potential, you must be where God would have you be. And that might mean changing. People who don't know what they would like to do, sometimes they get, they're often confused. They lack a strong sense of purpose. Do you have a, strength, a sense of purpose? You know, we dabble with things and then we drift and we can't reach our potential because we have no idea what to shoot for. We have no idea what kind of goals to have. I've been frustrated like that sometimes. You know, I just said, well, what goals should I make for myself? I don't even know, you know, and then then we don't want to stretch things. We want to make goals that we reach easy. We need to have some goals out there that's not so easy, some goals that's going to take work and take time and take the presence of Almighty God. You know, we need to have a strong sense of passion, passion for what God would have us do, that we can fulfill those things that God would have us fulfill. You know, there are so many voices of counsel out there, but few voices of vision. There is much excitement and feverish activity, John Maxwell says, but little little concert of thoughtful purpose. Little concert of thoughtful purpose. We're distressed by our ungoverned, undirected energies and do many things, but nothing long. It is our duty to find ourselves. You know, it's a uh, I think God wants us to be real. I think so many people want to be artificial. I don't know about you, but I don't like artificial things. I shouldn't say that. I do kind of like artificial sweeteners. I like Splenda and Trivia, tri- Trivia, uh, whatever that's called, and and all those things you put in iced tea and, and coffee that aren't sugared, because I try to stay away from sugar. I guess I kind of like those artificial things, but there's artificial things I don't like. And my wife, she cannot stand artificial banana syrup. If you're going to make a banana shake, you better make the real sh- slice the real bananas. She very rarely, rarely ever eats a shake. I don't even know if she's had a shake this year in the last 12 months, but she rarely. But if she does, she likes a banana shake, and she wants her to throw bananas. <laughs> I think I've told the story on there before. One time we was in a little drive-in in Emmett, and uh, it said, fresh banana shakes. You know, and Denise saw that, and she said, hey, that's great. Let's stop and get a fresh banana shake. And this was years ago. And... Uh, so we pulled in, and she ordered a fresh banana shake. Well, it was a yellow syrup that they made the shake with. She was so disappointed. You know, we like the real deal, you know, and we don't need to be artificial. In fact, I was excited the other day. I had some, I had some uh, uh, old money given to me from the Confederate days, 1862, a 50, a 10, and a $1 bill. Crisp, fantastic shape. 
I've got them. I still have them. And uh, so I went in to see what the value was. I went into the gold and silver place, and I've got these. And as soon as the man saw them, I said, oh, he says, I see you have some of those counterfeit bills from uh, the Civil War days. I said, well, I didn't know what I had, but I wanted you to look at them, and they're perfect shape, but they are but they were counterfeit. There's, there was a tons of counterfeit bills that went out, uh, and he showed me and told me why and how and this and that. So I have these. I don't know if they're worth anything to anybody or anything, but, you know, they're sure in great shape. And I was kind of hoping they were the real deal because the real deal had been worth quite a bit. That would have kind of helped me out a little bit, you know. But you know what? We want the real deal, and God wants a real deal from us. You know, have you harnessed your passion do you know why you do what you would do? When you do, it makes all the difference in the world. You'll never fulfill your destiny doing work you despise doing. You've got to do something you want to do. Passion gives you an advantage over others because one person with passion is greater than 99 who have only an interest. That's John Maxwell saying that. Passion gives you energy. You know, a spiritual passion. I've seen it. I have a, and where I pastor, where I've pastored for 34 years, most of you know now, I've stepped down as a lead pastor, and now I'm the pastor of pastoral care and missions. And so I'm taking care of people, taking care of new folks, uh, visiting and handling all of me. We have a lot of missions in our church, and I'm the mission contact and doing all those kind of things. But my our new senior pastor, Pastor Alan Cheney, who was my associate for 10 years, about 17 years ago, came back from Reachport, Oregon, built a church over there that was about 50 when he went there, and he left it with close to 300 in a town of 4,000. He has a passion. If you'd ever come and listen to him on Sunday morning, he is a passionate man. He's passionate about the gospel. He's passionate about uh, the church. In fact, he is doing a series now called uh, Growing God's Church. You know, and he's not talking about Cloverdale Church. God is God's church, but God's church is those people who love Jesus. How do we grow God's church? And and it's just very passionate, wonderful messages trying to get across God's truth. I want to be passionate about the things of God. You know, there's a big difference in between having a dream that propels you to achieve and pulling an idea out of thin air that has no connection with who you are and what you can do. You know, we've got to be serious about what God calls us to be. Do you know the difference? John Maxwell says, do you know the difference between what you want and what you're good at? These two things don't always match up. You know, we just, we, to be successful, you need to be doing what you're good at. Do you know what drives you and what gives you satisfaction? Sometimes people get it in their heads to do something for the wrong reasons. You know, let's start doing things for the right reasons. What are your priorities? What is the priorities that God has for you? How can you be a difference in the world? Folks, try this one on. How can you be a difference in your church? I can tell you how you can be a difference in church is getting involved. Yesterday, uh, the, uh, this is a Monday that I'm doing this, and, and the day yesterday I walked around because I don't have to preach all the time. I went to all the classes. We had a, we had a lower attendance in our, in our uh, sanctuary on Sunday. Then I went to youth, and the youth had a lower attendance. But I went over to the kids, and they were overflowing. They had over sixty kids, and you know, and and, and just in this this couple three classes, and it was like, wow, they made up kind of the difference of the day, even though it was a lower day altogether. The kids was up, and a lot of it is because my kids, Pastor Dewey, he has passion, 
and he is very interesting, and he has examples, and, and uh, but kids were coming. So, you know, we need to use our passion. Discover your uniqueness, and then develop it every single day. God wants to help us grow. Hey, I hope you have a great weekend, and may God richly bless each and every one of you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.